Uber is now pet friendly. Toys R Us is back and an enlightening and educational conversation with Noelle Creamer of Wellness with Noelle. Welcome to Working Girl Talk. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Working Girl Talk. I'm so excited about this episode today. It's going to be a good one. But before we dive into the news, I mentioned it last week, but if you go to the Working Girl Talk Instagram, go right now, click the link in bio, and you can vote for Working Girl Talk for best podcast in Phoenix. How great is that? So if you are a fan of Working Girl Talk, please go do that just at the link in bio on Instagram, or if you follow me on any other social media platform, because I've been blasting it out every everywhere. Uh, go take just, it takes like 30 seconds to go cast your vote, do that. And you'll make my day and you'll make the working girl talk community spread to eat everybody out there. So that would be amazing. And housekeeping item number two, you still have one week to get your workplace horror stories to meet for our special Halloween episode, awkward moments, advice, questions, anything crazy going on in the workplace. We all want to hear it. We want to help you out. So send those in. You can click the email button on the working girl talk Instagram, or a few of you have been DMing me and that's fine too. So just DM the Working Girl Talk Instagram account if you want to do it that way. So let me know you have one week left to get those stories into me. And with that, let's dive into the news. So this week there was a lot of stuff going on, but I have two stories for you this week just because I really want to dive into Noelle's interview, but I knew there were a few that were important to talk about. So starting October 16th, so pretty quick after you hear this episode probably, you can take your best friend in an Uber with you. Yes, I'm talking about your dog. The Verge reports that now riders can select Uber Pet as an option among the list of options before selecting a ride. A subcharge of three to five dollars will be included in the upfront pricing when the option is selected within the app. Apparently, this was a big complaint for drivers that they didn't know if somebody was bringing a pet with them. So if they were allergic and they showed up to pick up the person, they'd have to decline it, or they didn't know that they would need to decline it beforehand. So it just caused a lot of drama and confusion. So The Verge said that if a driver chooses to be pet friendly, so it they choose to accept this type of option, they will be guaranteed to receive a quote, significant portion of the surcharge on top of their standard trip earnings. So they earn a little bit more money. So this new option should probably be better for everyone. I think it sounds great. So this new option should be better for everyone. More communication is usually always more beneficial and the ride may probably be more enjoyable too, because now you get to have your dog with you. So thought that was cute and a good option for all those people wanting to take their dogs with them on their adventures. And story number two, Toys R Us is making a comeback. And who do we have to thank for it? Target of all companies. This week, the website was relaunched after the company went bankrupt last year, if you remember, in 2018. TechCrunch stated that this is part of Toys R Us comeback strategy and that the Toys R Us website's product pages will actually redirect you to Target.com. So if you go to the website, 
all the little buy buttons say buy at Target. So it redirects you to Target if you actually want to buy a toy on the Toys R Us website. So that's like the whole point of the website right now. It really just redirects you back to Target. The article mentioned that ToysRUs.com is still such a powerful domain that people are still searching it, that it's a way to get those people who are searching for that to buy and kind of build that brand name back for Toys R Us, but also get new sales for Target. So they're like really piggybacking on each other here. Something that I thought was interesting is that like, quote unquote, this is what TechCrunch said. This is in hopes to get quote, new sales from shoppers who visited ToysRS.com unaware of the toy chain's bankruptcy and relaunch. It's not like it was a big secret Toys R Us. We all knew, we all heard. So I thought that was a pretty funny line in there, uh, which I'm sure there are people that are still searching that thinking it, but I thought that was a pretty funny line. So I was like, it wasn't secret Toys R Us. Like we all knew. Uh, I get what they're trying to do because there is so much traffic going to ToysRS.com though. So it makes sense. This strategy they have going, there's a lot of phases to it. I think this is definitely only the beginning. They're they announced that they're going to launch two in-person stores soon this fall, one in Texas, one in New Jersey. And this will just be a super interesting rollout to watch. Can Toys R Us really survive again? We will see. I'm sure if Target is helping them out, I'm sure they'll be fine. <laughs> so there was a lot of news this week, but I really wanted to dive into our Working Girl Talk guest this week. I had the privilege of sitting down with Noelle Creamer. She is a health coach and the owner of Wellness with Noelle. Her passion for health and wellness truly began after being diagnosed with a rare autoimmune disease herself. After that experience, she knew it was her calling to help others take control of their health while balancing work and life and all these things they have going on. So Noelle's story is super inspiring. We talk about overcoming tragedy, how to really deal with stress on a large level, but also on the daily on the go level, why gratitude rules everything, how to take those technology breaks that we all need, and so much more. Please enjoy my conversation with Noelle. So I'm here with Noelle Creamer of Wellness with Noelle. So excited to have you here. Thank this is you. awesome. So fun. So excited. So I just want to start off right off the bat. We're going to go in a lot of different directions today, but right off the bat, I want to ask you, what's a health coach? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of, um, there's a lot of misconceptions about what health coaching is. Health coaching really is, it's a specific methodology for changing behavior and attitudes to really improve a person's lifestyle choices, um, their habits, and their actions for the long haul. So really it's all about creating those sustainable sustainable habits um, in their life. It's very self-directed. It's a collaborative relationship, really where powerful work can be done in someone's life. Um, and one thing that I love about health coaching is that it's so much more than just food, right? It's like, it's everything. It's everything that's happening in your life, um, relationships. It's, you know, how much stress are you under? How are you sleeping? So it's all these other areas. And really food is, is really secondary compared to some of the other areas that we discuss because, you know, you could be eating like all the kale, organic kale in the world, but if, you know, you're under stress or you're having issues in certain areas, um, that's going to definitely affect what's happening nutritionally. So, and another thing I like to point out too is what health coaching is not. 
Um, health coaching is not therapy. It's not counseling, um, any of those things, although it can feel quite like therapy at times because we do talk about those other areas of life. And, you know, with that, emotions do come up, right? Um, and health is very emotional for people as it is. Um, but I feel like those emotions are really a good thing. You know, those can really create some powerful changes in people's lives when you use those emotions to really motivate you in, in your goals and what it is that you want to achieve. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> the perfect description because I think there is maybe sometimes some confusion about what exactly that is. I'm really glad mm-hmm. you mentioned that, that it's not just about food. It's not right. just about that. Like there is so much more so much to more. being well, to being healthy, all of that, which we're going we're to dive into a yes. lot of that. <laughs> but first I did want to start more toward the beginning. So I know that you weren't always a health coach. So like, can you kind of talk about life before that? What kind of led you to this new career path? Yes. Yes. I was not always the green juice drinking health <laughs> and wellness nut that I am today for sure. Um, so really it was been, it's been a long path. Um, I, in my twenties, my early twenties is really when I started to develop some, um, eating challenges as I like to call them. Um, I would, you know, uh, starve myself. I would binge eat. I was like, would become obsessed with exercise. I really had a lot of body image um, issues. I abused laxatives. Like I've pretty much put my body through hell um, since my early 20s. And I'm 40 now, just to give reference of kind of the timeline. Looking back, now I realize as I'm older where those issues came from. Um, I lost my parents, both my parents in my early 20s. And so that those eating challenges and those, those body image issues and that disordered eating really came from a place of wanting to control kind of what was happening in my life and everything around me. Um, and it wasn't until years later when I got married, um, I was around 35 when I got married, um, I started to really look at kind of my behaviors and my issues with food and kind of the things that I was really obsessing over. And um, I decided that I needed to make changes. And it was for the first time in my life I felt safe, you know, being married and having my own family. Um, I really felt like I could work on these things and really get to a good place. And so I worked with a registered dietitian who specialized in um, eating disorders and she really helped me. And I did a lot of just self work on my own and really dealing with you know the grief of losing my parents and kind of the things that I was experiencing in life. Um, and that took me about a year to kind of go through those issues. And right about a year later, I was just became really sick. I started to have these really random symptoms, um, really just became so ill, and I was diagnosed with a rare autoimmune disease. Um, And it's called granulomatosis with polyangenitis, and we just call it GPA for short because it's like a mouthful that nobody can pronounce. Uh, But it's a super rare disease. It can be life-threatening. It can affect um, vital organs in the body. And so I was just blown away. I couldn't believe that I had been diagnosed with this crazy disease. Um, especially after doing all of this work to kind of repair, you know, my issues with food and body and, and trying to get to a healthy place. So I was, I just really, I felt just kind of shocked by it all. And, but through that, it really put me down like this rabbit hole of information of wanting to like find out everything I could about health, really learn everything I could about how to, you know, 
reverse this disease. You know, it's very, it's a disease that requires like steroids and, you know, I had to go through chemotherapy and like all these different uh, medications and things and it was scary. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I can't live the rest of my life on medication. I don't want to live the rest of my life like that. And I'm a big believer that if there's a problem, that there's a solution. And you know, if your genes, they can be turned on, they can certainly be turned off. I started researching, I started to make changes and major dramatic shifts in my life almost right away. And I just saw like how these changes were affecting me in a positive way. My symptoms started to go away. I started to feel better. Really, it's been really a blessing to me. I know it sounds weird to be, you know, diagnosed and go through all of this and have it be a blessing, but it's so true. It really has turned my life around for the better. I found my passion. I knew almost instantly that I wanted to help other people through their own health journey. I didn't even know what a health coach was. I didn't even know that health coaching existed. I kind of fell into this profession just based off my own experience. It's been it's been interesting. I went back to school. I graduated from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and I also attended the Institute for Eating Psychology. So that has been really awesome too, just based off all of the issues that I had dealt with in my early you know, 20s and 30s. It just all comes back to like this personal experience and going through this whole journey. Wow, that yeah. is crazy. So much there, but that is, I love that attitude of looking at it as like, hey, I can either crumble from this or just like, hey, this is a blessing in disguise and kind of grow from that, which leads me to my next question. So as like the common person listening to Working Girl Talk is a woman who works full time Mm -hmm. or maybe has a side hustle trying to figure out their path. When something like that, like you get news that you have this disease, like Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's devastating. It's easy to just maybe want to like crawl in a hole for a bit. Yes. For something like that, like a lot of the time we don't even have the option to maybe take time and crawl in a hole. Does that make sense? Like we we have so many responsibilities. Any tips or insight into what that was like for you? Like how did you kind of pull yourself out from that to be able to act? I think that you just have to take personal responsibility for yourself because You know, as women, we do take on so many roles. Um, You know, we're spouses, we're partners, we're wives, we're sisters and daughters, we're entrepreneurs, we're we're working women, you know, all of these different different roles that we have. But our relationship with ourself, that is the longest relationship we're ever gonna have. And we really need to take care of ourselves first. Um, before we can really take care of anyone else. You know, if we're sick, we're no good to anybody, right? So I think it's just recognizing that and taking responsibility for yourself is really a critical first step um, on any health journey, no matter if you're, you know, been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease or you recognize that you need to make changes in your life when it comes to your health. It really determines how you show up in life and how you show up for others. Mm -hmm. For sure, which leads me to my next question. So what in general do you see like when someone comes to you or just from like observing like all your different clients what's the most common problem issue that you see when it comes to like a working woman's wellness like do you see like a common theme anywhere and like what are we overlooking right now yes i do a a couple of things actually i'm ready (laughs) Uh, i would say number one is definitely it's our self-talk It's the things that we say to ourselves. Um, It's those self-limiting beliefs that we all have. 
And, you know, it's tough. I mean, we live in a world that we're, you know, is very filtered and Photoshop. Everything looks perfect and beautiful. And we have these, you know, society puts these standards on women. And we look at these things. We're bombarded by these, this content and, you know, all of this stuff. And it really affects our mental wellness. And we start to feel like we're not good enough or, you know, we're not thin enough or whatever it is and we start to have these these beliefs in our in our mind and we have to really be conscious of that and when when we get those those self-limiting beliefs and we have those negative thoughts it's really just being mindful of that and aware of it and doing what we can to change those thoughts so i really i love positive affirmations Um, i think that's a good practice to incorporate when you're struggling with those kinds of um, thoughts is really to recognize you know the gifts that you do bring to the world outside of our appearance right it's Mm -hmm. our talents it's our passions it's what we bring to the world it's who we are it's the things that we do so remembering all of those things and also just being grateful for the things that we have in life it's i always tell my clients it's super hard to be grateful and and have negative thoughts at the same time right so it's like if you can trick yourself into being like grateful for all the things that you have in life um you know that that tends to work Mm -hmm. Um, another thing that i see is um is self-care women we just we are like raised to be independent we're raised to be very caring and nurturing of other other people and we forget to take care of ourselves and you know, self-care has become sort of a buzzword in today's world. We hear it all the time, and you know, I get a lot of eye rolls when I bring up self-care. But, and I think that comes from really a misunderstanding of what self-care is. You know, it's it's definitely not like indulgent massages and spa days and pedicures, right? <laughs> but we love those things, and I'm not saying that those things are wrong. Those things definitely contribute to um, our well-being, but. It's really the simple things. It goes back down to, you know, what I call just your daily practices of care. It's just what do you do in your every day to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And and that's really different for everyone, you know. My self-care looks very different than your self-care, I'm sure. It can be just going outside and getting fresh air for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. It can be making sure that you get you know, eight hours of sleep, it's drinking enough water, it's taking time out of your day to, you know, breathe. We walk around with shallow breathing, most of us, you know, we're always in this state of um, stress and trying to accomplish all of these things that we literally, we forget to take a nice deep breath. Mm -hmm. So it can be just those small things. Um, And also self-care is letting go of things that don't serve you, right? And that can be um, people and that you know the company that we keep is is so important we need to have people that support us and elevate us and we need to make sure that we protect kind of our energy and, and who we are so self-care is really it's a non-negotiable for the crazy world that we live in definitely mm-hmm. and then the third thing I would say is stress stress is a big one for women and and for men too right all of these mm-hmm. things that we're talking about definitely affect men too before I make any like dietary recommendations to people or you know um, food recommendations I always talk about their stress because like I said earlier, you can be eating like all of the greatest organic, healthiest food, but if your body is under stress and you're, you're even eating in a stressed state when we have that chronic stress, 
Um, the food that we eat doesn't even digest. It doesn't even assimilate the way that it should. So it's kind of like, you know, we, we worry so much about our physical exercise a lot of the times, but we don't take care of like our mental. So I always say we have to do like these mental exercises to manage our stress. And it stress ebbs and flows, right? It's a part of life. It's always going to be there. Um, I don't think it's ever something that we can totally eradicate, but we can definitely manage it. I always joke and say, managing stress is like managing laundry. <laughs> like when you let it pile up, right? It gets messy and stinky and gross and then you just don't want to deal with it. So it's definitely important to find ways to manage stress. And that also is very different for everybody. It's very, you know, we're all bio individuals. So the way that I manage stress could be different than the way that you manage stress. So it's really about finding what works for you. Wow, amazing. I feel like I have so many more thoughts and questions just from that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, everyone, like, take that deep breath right now. Right when you said right. that, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I feel wasn't like we should just breathe this whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some guided breathing. Absolutely. <laughs> I wanted to go back to the positive affirmation thing. Mm-hmm. Can you give an example if you are unfamiliar with that? Like, is there one that you can say or how does that process go you can do positive affirmations around success you can do them around business you can do them about relationships or love you know affirmation to affirm is just to state that something is true right so you know when you're coming up with your affirmations you just want to make sure that they're positive and it's something that you partially believe you want your mind to take on this belief but you you're really having your whole body take on this belief as well i like to just write out affirmations and put them on like my mirror or you know i'll put them on post-it notes i'll leave them around my, my house my husband thinks i'm crazy like i'll <laughs> leave post-it notes for him <laughs> but it's really it's training your brain it's really a, it's a brain hack is really mm-hmm. what it is you don't have time for negative thoughts about yourself if you're filling yourself up with all of these these positive affirmations but it could be very simple it could just be something like I'm confident I'm comfortable in my body I'm ready to take on the world today mm-hmm. and I allow all positivity to come my way you know that's just one that I just made up right I now love but that. you know it's right <laughs> something like that right <laughs> yeah it's, that's yeah. awesome on the topic of stress, as you know, I before each show, usually I ask I, in my Instagram story, like, oh, do you have any questions for the guests beforehand? I would say like 90% of them were about stress. Stress tips, when wow. am I overstressed? Mm-hmm. A lot of stress-related mm-hmm. questions, which leads me because you just talked about stress. So two questions on that. One, when is it like too much stress? Because I know we're supposed to like, like stress is natural, like you can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. When is that point? Like maybe I'm like too stressed, like this isn't good for me. And then tips on how to combat stress. Yeah. So I would say you, your body will tell you when it's overly stressed. You'll start to have, you know, physical symptoms. So it's like it's the headaches. It's not being able to sleep. It's you know, low energy, you know, not feeling your best. Um, it's really having, you know, brain fog even. Sometimes, you know, we get really cloudy in our thoughts. Stress is, it's a funny thing because it puts you in a very selfish mode, I guess. I don't know how, you know, if if I can say it that way. It, because you're focused so much on yourself and everything right. that's going on in your world. And when you're interacting with others, other people can tell, right? When you're not focused on them or the conversation, they can tell that something's up, that you're overly stressed, that you've got other things on your mind. And that's really when, you know, it's time to take care of it. It's when it becomes chronic. Stress is not, it's not deadlines. It's not traffic. It's not being late to something, you know, yes, that stresses us out, that 
create some anxiety in us, but those are all things that we can quickly overcome. Those aren't mm-hmm. you know, big, huge things. It's really when you have those, those big, huge stressors in your life where it becomes chronic. Tips for that, I would say number one, to acknowledge the stress. And I even have clients sometimes even write down a list of everything that stresses them out. And this could be everything from little things. Like I had one client write down, you know, the paperwork on my kitchen table stresses me out. It's the mail and the paperwork. And I walk home, you know, I walk in the door every day and I get home and there's this stack of paperwork that nobody's tending to and I just don't want to deal with it. So it's all these little things and then big things, you know, big things start to show up on the list. And then it's just going through the list and it's saying, what can we eliminate? What, what do we, you know, what shifts in our life do we have to make? to manage the stress you know is are there people that we can ask to help us right Mm -hmm. I mean I feel like as women a lot of times it's hard for us to ask for help because we are those independent women and we are those caretakers and we're looking after all of these other people and taking on all of these other roles sometimes it can be hard to just ask for help but I think that that's huge in kind of you know lessening the stress in your life Mm mm-hmm yeah, and that that's a good point. Like when you're talking about like the paperwork on the table, for example, mm-hmm. I feel like I see that in myself and in friends. There's just so many things you're stressed about that it's like I can't even deal with that. Like you tend to just avoid, yes. which makes you even more it stressed. Goes back to the laundry. <laughs> so, like yes. you can't avoid the laundry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the laundry is definitely yeah. on my list of stressors. <laughs> yes. So yes, I think that's super important. What about? of this scenario so we did get a question like this so stress specifically when you're on the go like maybe mm-hmm. you don't have time to kind of like fully assess like hey write your list like if you yeah. are like maybe it's a busy day down bouncing from meeting to meeting more like on the go stress is there something mm-hmm. you can like quickly do at work breathe definitely breathe, breathe. yeah take back a moment you know yes back <laughs> to the breath um you know the breath is interesting because we're born with our breath right and it stays with us it never changes it's with us always until we take our last breath um, and that's something to remember i like to suggest there's an acronym i use called stop it's really easy to, to use when you're stressed stop and that stands for stopping taking a minute observing and proceeding so stopping in the moment when you do get have those stressful situations, taking a moment to really relax, breathe, um, take some deep breaths. You can literally put yourself in a parasympathetic state with your nervous, your central nervous system when you take those deep breaths so you can feel your body actually changing and relaxing. Um, and then observe, observe what is happening and then proceed because now you're you know, more relaxed you're more centered and you can make better decisions when you're not emotional and just reacting in the moment. So, and literally, you know, it takes five minutes. Just mm-hmm. take five minutes and do some deep breathing and you know, you can do that anywhere. Yeah. Even, you know, my husband, when he gets really stressed out, he'll, he'll pace around, like he'll walk around the room or he'll, you know, be outside walking around and I always, I'm like shouting at him in the background, like, breathe, breathe, <laughs> you know, and you'll, I'll see him start to take these deep breaths and you can, and you can actually see his body like relax. And then, you know, a few minutes later, like he's sitting down in the chair. Whereas, you know, a few minutes ago, he's walking around super, you know, emotional and, and hyper and, you know, reacting. Mm-hmm. So breathing, yes, it's definitely a game changer. For somebody who is never really seriously considered like self-care or wellness, where would be a good place to start for them? Like what's something they could do today after listening to this to start being more cognizant of that? 
Oh, that's a good question. There's so many areas of health, right? I would say to look at your life and figure out what is your biggest priority? Like what is your biggest goal that you want to accomplish when it comes to your health? Mm-hmm. You know, for some people it could be, you know, I just want to get more sleep, right? I'm just tired and I'm I'm sleep deprived and it's affecting my energy and it's affecting my cognitive. So it could be, you know, something as easy as that. And then you just, you just work, you know, you have this big vision, this big goal, and then you just work to kind of reverse engineer that and say, okay, here's where I am today. Here's that vision that I see with myself. Now, what are some steps that I can do to get to that vision? And with health, it's not something that we like overhaul in a day, right? It's like these little micro things that we do in our daily practices that get us towards those goals. And usually when we pick up like new healthy habits, it inspires other healthy habits in other areas of our life. So let's say we start with the sleep, right? We get to that goal and we're sleeping better, we're feeling better. Then it's like, okay, let, what can we work on next? And then that may be, you know, n- nutrition or you know, work on our stress or those other right. areas. So mm-hmm. I would say definitely kind of take a look at everything and just pick that one thing that you know that you can work on, and then just start those little micro steps to achieving that. Amazing. And I wanted to talk about the digital side of things. As you know, I work in digital marketing. A lot of our listeners do have jobs that deal with being on a computer, Skyping into meetings, stuff like that, being on your Mm -hmm. phone, which I would say a lot of jobs do have some sort of a digital element these days. No matter what, at some point in your day, you're probably on a computer. So that's not always a good thing. Like, How can we unplug? Yes, we definitely need to unplug. And um, it's funny because I was just reading about a study that the American um, Psychological Association did and they did a poll recently of Americans and they said that 86% of Americans admitted that they constantly check their phone. And I thought that was just that was just crazy, but we I mean we're all guilty as charged, right? Like we're so so connected. You know, being so digitally connected, it affects a lot of areas in our health. It affects our sleep, especially when we're on our computer late at night or we're on our phone and we're scrolling or we're even just having the TV on. Um, definitely it affects our melatonin like we produce less melatonin when we're exposed to that blue light and you know that digital screen and I would say you know for working women for you know we're always in front of the computer we're, we're on our phones it's it's hard to disconnect when you're in the world of marketing or you're a business owner and you're you know posting on social media and all of those things but I think it's just being mindful you know and making sure that you take those breaks um, even if you just set, you know, a reminder on your phone or set a reminder on your computer to, you know, every hour to get up and just go outside and get some fresh air, stretch, or do some breathing, right? And just kind of disconnect from from the digital world. We really have to preserve our, our mental health. And, you know, we hear a lot about like digital detoxes and, you know, digital vacations and all of those things. And I do think that that's great. And also we hear this, you know, that bud, that buzzword, the FOMO, right? The fear of yes. missing out. It's like, what are we looking for online? Like we're searching for, you know, these things like happiness and peace and love and success. But if you think about it, those things are not found online. They're found in the real world. So I, I'm after like 
changing the whole FOMO to JOMO, which is the joy of missing out. <laughs> so I think that we should find joy in missing out on the digital world. I think we should find joy in the real world. Okay, I love that. Yeah. Yes, definitely. That's like a thing now. It I love is. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So along with that, and we kind of touched on it briefly earlier, but with like, for example, Instagram, mm-hmm. there's a lot of competition, a lot of comparison on there, even like just wanting to get more followers, things like that. How do you stop yourself from that constant comparison? Because when I see even me, like, and I work in like digital media, so like I would hope sometimes I'm kind of more out of it because I'm thinking about it from like a marketing perspective. But even Mm. me, I'm like, dang, like she's in Greece again. Like I'm sitting here (laughs) at my desk. (laughs) So sweaty Arizona, right? Exactly. So is there any like tips or insight you have on like that comparison factor? Yes. You know, I think it's, again, goes back to being mindful and, you know, for myself, I, I am very protective of my social media. And what I mean by that is I will unfollow accounts that don't, that I feel like aren't serving me or my mental wellness Um, if they're if I'm having negative thoughts or not so good thoughts about myself due to another person on social media I'll unfollow them and even on the flip side though sometimes I'll find accounts where I'm like oh wow this person's really killing it and it's actually inspiring to me and it motivates me so you kind of just have to pick and choose you know the accounts that you follow and you know protect your your mental health in that way and be mindful, unplug for a few hours. You know, I always like to put my phone on airplane mode when I'm working because I definitely don't like to have that distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, I turn my notifications off. I've, I've moved social media apps off my home screen, you know, and different when I feel like I'm on it too much, you know, mm-hmm. I just have to, it just goes back to being mindful. Take a look at what you're doing. Is it serving you? Is it making you feel better? Is it motivating you? If it's not, you know, you you kind of have to screen it out of your out of your mm-hmm. feed. But it's hard because we're so so connected. <laughs> yes, it is. But I love that because we are so connected. We might as well make it an enjoyable experience. Too. That's right. Like, yes. And because there is so much positive that comes from there social really media, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes that negative connotation of comparison really kind of clouds over that but there is so much to be like happy about like it's there's awesome connections like that's like probably what connected us in the first place too like so I feel like there definitely needs to be more conversations about like the intention that's right Mm -hmm. yep going into the actual like the working woman like in the office sometimes it can be hard to maybe feel confident in certain roles Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe if you're like a new hire or you are stepping into like maybe a managerial role that you are new to, mm-hmm. do you have anything to like add or contribute, maybe some tips about feeling confident in the workplace or maybe in an uncomfortable situation? Yeah, I think it goes back to having those self-limiting beliefs and we are the only person, we're, we're the only ones with the power to really change those beliefs about ourselves. Um, no one else can do that for us. Being mindful of those thoughts and when we do have those thoughts it's it's pumping ourselves up with positivity and it's remembering all of the good things and the the talents and the value that we do bring to the workplace you have to just it's a practice you have Mm -hmm. to practice recognizing when those negative thoughts come up and you have to do your best to turn those around um, and then start to you know feed yourself with positive thoughts and, and all of those great things that you know you have and know that you can achieve. I think we're, we also we we fail at and I 
I'm guilty of this all the time as well, but we fail at being present in the moment and being mindful. The only moment we have is like right now, right? Mm -hmm. We worry so much about the past and the past is just a memory. And then we worry about the future and the future is an illusion. We don't, we don't know. We have no guarantees of what's going to happen in the future. So it's really just being present in the moment does so much for your, for your mindfulness and your, your mental well-being, And it really just centers you. And then I think it's also, again, being grateful. When I have negative thoughts, or I I can feel myself drift out of that confidence mode, I will stop and I will try to readdress those thoughts into positive thoughts. But I'll also just think of things, you know, even just like three things that I'm grateful for. Because it is, it is so hard to be off center when you're feeling grateful. You're like, wow, I'm on top of the world. I feel good. Like I have all these things to appreciate in life. And sometimes they're little things like, you know, little things like I got dressed today and my outfit looks cute. Like I'm feeling good about myself, right? Mm -hmm. Or I'm grateful that I had time for breakfast this morning or that I got to work on time or whatever it is, Um, or the people in your life. So it's really, it's just being grateful for those moments will really pump you up. Love that. So we did cover a lot of the stress-related questions, which Mm -hmm. is what people were dying to know. But I did have one question from someone that I wanted to ask you. So this person said, any natural remedies for being sick or autoimmune issues? I think this is coming from a place of more like in the workplace, you're exposed to a lot of different people. Like it's really easy to get sick sometimes. So do you have like a foolproof thing that you do if you Mm -hmm. feel like a cold's coming on? It's really about, you know, we think that we get sick from sick people, right? Mm -hmm. We get sick from germy people or touching things. And that's not true. We get sick because (laughs) something is off in our immune system. So it's really about keeping the immune system strong. And the way that we do that is eliminating our stress. It's managing our stress because when we're under chronic stress, the first place to shut down is our immune system because our body will then take energy from those other areas and put it towards you know trying to fight this big imaginary stress because our body we don't know what that stress is but our body goes to fighting that stress so taking care of your stress making sure that you're sleeping sleep definitely affects our immune system um natural remedies i mean i am a big fan of um, herbal teas i love herbal teas i love ginger i love turmeric um, I love lots of fruits and vegetables, getting, making sure that we're getting all of our nutrients and minerals. All of these things contribute to making sure that we have you know, a good, solid, strong, healthy immune system mm-hmm. to fight off you know, any of those crazy germs and uh, you know, pathogens that are out there in our world. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And staying hydrated, lots mm-hmm. of water. Yes awesome yeah it's funny I even think like I still remember my senior year of college like I felt like every other week I was getting sick and like I was like why is this but it's like it was senior year it was stressful like looking back I know I'm like oh yeah right (laughs) that was a stressful time Uh it's crazy how do you stay organized Ooh, I love to be organized that is definitely one of my strong traits I would say I feel like being organized just lessens our stress, right? And it's something that, again, it's something that we, we do like every day. We have to, you know, keep things organized. When we don't, when we get disorganized, we like don't want to deal with the messy paperwork on the desk. We don't want to deal with all of this, you know, junk in our, in our area or whatever it is. Um, so it's really, you know, making sure that we stay on top of things. And, you know, I'm a big fan of calendars and notebooks I journal a lot I write things down I'm old school you know I have notes in my phone but I also I like to write things down on paper and you know set timers and all of those things I think it's 
being organized really allows you to show up to the world in mm-hmm. your best self and allows you to interact with people and clients and the people that we care about as your best self because you're you know you're put together amazing love that and then before we head into the rapid fire Mm. round last question what's the best thing about your job Ooh, i would say my best thing about my job is definitely seeing my clients success so watching them have these goals and visions for their life and seeing them do the work and achieving those goals is um, it's motivating to me personally right it's like wow that they are really like they're killing it and you know it's this personal accountability for me but um, professionally it's definitely super rewarding mm-hmm. love that awesome so we're gonna go into a rapid fire round I'm so. scared <laughs> no that's my self-limiting belief <laughs> right I'm confident <laughs> honestly I should probably think of a better name for this because rapid fire does rapid sound fire. scary yes I love it uh, so I'm gonna do in like an either or question or like a fill in the blank so okay. and just the whatever comes to mind you can think about it for a sec too no no pressure okay it's just called rapid fire but no pressure okay <laughs> morning person or night owl morning for sure my day is not complete without. Ooh, my day is not complete without, I would say, outdoor time. I love to take a minute and just go outdoors for, you know, 15, 20 minutes and get my sunshine, get my fresh air. My husband thinks I'm crazy because it'll be like 120 degrees in Arizona and I'll be like outside sitting in my backyard and he's <laughs> like, you're going you're gonna to actually fry. And I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm getting my outdoor. So I have to be somehow connected to um, to nature mm-hmm. in some way every day love that i have blank at my desk at all times i have blank at my desk at all times oh my gosh i have so many things on my desk right now uh, i would definitely say a charger a charger yeah. yes <laughs> very necessary <laughs> not a very like glamorous <laughs> answer but yeah <laughs> charger always be charging yes my current goal is my current goal is to, ooh, that's a good question. I would say my goal is to really deliver my best self to the world and to others. Um, that's really my daily goal. It's my life goal, and it's really simple. Love that. And a favorite book, podcast, resource that's had an impact on you that you'd want to share? Yes, pod- I'm a big fan of podcasts. Um, working girl, of course. Hey. <laughs> um, I really like School of Greatness with Lewis Howes. Oh, that's a good one. And there's another one called Quick Brain, um, spelled K-W-I-K, and that's by Jim Quick. And um, his podcast is all about different brain hacks and memorization tools and things like that. So his is really fun to listen to, too. Ooh, that's really cool. I love yeah. that. And last one. I'm inspired by? I'm inspired by people's stories, definitely. I love to hear people's stories. That's why I love podcasts, right? I love to hear where people have come and the kind of the things that they've been through and what they're doing in life now. So really just hearing people's journeys to me is um, is super inspiring. Love that. Amazing. And where can everyone keep up with you? Everyone can keep up with me. Well, I have a website. (laughs) Shocking, right? (laughs) I have a website, uh, wellnesswithnoel.com. And also I'm on social media at wellnesswithnoel. I'm probably most active on Instagram. And you can find me there. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much. This is awesome. Loved it. 
I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Noelle. Go follow her on social media for amazing recipes, wellness content, and just flat out inspiring stuff. She is awesome. And as for my Friday favorite, before we go, one would obviously be this episode. Loved it. Super inspired. Definitely. We need to get more breathing going on, more hydration, more positivity, more affirmations, all that good stuff. But number two on my Friday favorite would probably be the Instagram launched dark mode this week for anyone with the new iPhone update. And it's amazing. So instead of the white background on everything, I posted it on my story, but everything is black and it's so much easier on the eyes. It's just the aesthetic is awesome and perfect for October. Definitely some Halloween vibes going on there. So that is it today. Don't forget to vote. Don't forget to send in your workplace horror stories, quote unquote. And thank you so much for listening. If anything stuck out to you today or resonated with you, please leave a five-star review in whatever app or platform you are listening on. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you next week.